here as always with my co-host Blake Pace here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. Once again a lot of things happen. Uh, Carson Wentz huge injury. I think we'll get right into our topics. Oh wait a sec. Gotta start. Oh we gotta start with the 13s. And with you know what? Segment. I just remembered that he's doing this. So I'm gonna t- be terrible well, once again. Alright All right. so 13s episode 13 we gotta do it. Uh, one quarterback a list of receivers a ton of studs at the receiver oh, position too. too embarrassed me because I had no time to and once again, as everybody knows by now, I am horrible with jersey numbers. I know one, though. Yeah. I do know one. Odell That's Beckham, right? Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. that right off the 13. list. My opinion, greatest receiver in football when he's playing. We can talk about that maybe when he's healthy next. I know you might have some other opinions. Um, anyone else you can think of? There's some stuff. Manny Machado. Well, okay. All right. Well, let's – all right. What about the one quarterback? The one quarterback? Mm. Teams thought that uh, – people thought that this was going to be the big year for them in the AFC. They're last in their division now. In the AFC? Just give me a division, specific division. AFC West. AFC West? You're talking about Denver, right? You're yeah. About, is it Simeon? Or yeah, is, Simeon's is number Simeon? 13. He is 13? Oh, 13 is one of my favorite numbers, in all honesty. That was actually my uh, baseball number for a while, so I should be more educated in this uh, this area. There are some studs on this list. Some number one receivers in the NFC South. The NFC South. So, is Julio? Isn't nope, there 11? He's 11. That's why I thought he was 11. We actually went over that one. In the NFC South. Allen Robinson? No, that's AFC, AFC South. AFC South. What am I even thinking? Saints, Bucks. Oh, uh, Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. Bucks. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yep, I remember they were both 13. Former right? receiver in that division, too. Now the Buffalo Bills, Kelvin Benjamin, number 13. Uh, former quarterback in the AFC South, now plays receiver for the Texans. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miller? Yep, Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller. Stud wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I thought T.Y. was a T.Y. 13. I didn't want to overstep. I know you're a Colts fan. Oh, you might yeah. actually take that to heart. I would take some offense. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. What else can we got here? Uh, great receiver the past three weeks, plus uh, 10 plus receptions in the AFC, uh, AFC West. The AFC West? Yep. Uh, ten plus receptions. Uh, in Keenan three Allen? straight games. Is Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen Keenan Allen, number thirteen. There's some studs at this position. That's, wow, thirteen is a number thirteen. Number, uh, some other guys. Uh, Rashad Green with the Jaguars. Taewon Taylor with the Titans. Philip Dorsett with no, the Patriots. Dorsett. I okay. love getting rid of Philip Dorsett and getting Jacoby oh, Brissett. The first round pick, wasn't it? Yep. Oof. Uh, former uh, Oregon Duck, DeAnthony Thomas with the Chiefs. Kendall Wright now with the Bears. Uh, Devin Fuller with the Falcons, Nelson Aguilar with the Eagles, who after a yep. pretty bad first year has kind of turned things around. Um, and then uh, Redskins, Maurice Harris. Maurice Harris, whatever. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Maurice not Harris. I know he made that great catch earlier in the year and everybody was talking about him, but uh, I've, yeah. I've got to watch Harris for a while. and uh, yeah. So, you know, you got a few of them. Pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Not too many. But I got um, a couple. That's yeah. good enough for me. Some great receivers to wear number 13. All right. So I think uh, that's all 13s? Oh, yeah. That's all the 13s all right. I got. We'll get right into our topics this week. And uh, starting with one of the biggest ones in the NFL, Carson Wentz played a great game, beat uh, the Rams. The Eagles came through, but uh, they lost the war, really, with uh, Wentz injuring his ACL. He's out for the season. How big of an effect does this have on the playoffs, Blake? Um, 
Seeding-wise, I don't think it has much of an impact. Um, I already think the Eagles can secure at least a first-round bye through the rest of the season um, and still can maintain that number one seed, too, given the toughness of Minnesota, New Orleans, and the Rams' schedule going ahead. Um, I also don't think it has... It doesn't change much for me because of the Eagles team as a whole. I think I think what everyone was so excited about with a Super Bowl matchup between the Patriots and the Eagles was Tom Brady versus Carson Wentz, and that was going to be a great matchup to see. Now we don't have Carson Wentz. So in the end, you know, Tom Brady wins that Super Bowl, and I think the Patriots still will win the Super Bowl um, against whoever. I still think the Eagles have a chance of making the Super Bowl, though. I, I would say Nick Foles... In his time in Philadelphia, has looked great in an Andy Reid-led offense, and it's the same kind of system he's in now, Doug Peterson. Um, and they they have so many good things going for them right now. The secondary is healthy. They did lose their left tackle. They've lost a middle linebacker. They've lost a safety. But the one thing that the Eagles have shown this year is that you can take away a certain player from this team, but they can still keep going. And Carson Wentz, MVP favorite, he is the catalyst of this team. He's what puts them over the top. I still think the rest of this roster has a shot to get to the Super Bowl. Well, I like what you said. I don't think it's going to affect seeding that much just because look at the, the Eagles' last three games uh, at the Giants, at home against the Raiders and the Cowboys. They, they As a team, yeah, you're right. They're a pretty strong team. They have enough talent there to sweep out and win the rest of the league mm-hmm. and uh, maybe get that number one seed, get a playoff round, first round bye. But I don't see them making it to the Super anymore. Like you said, Carson Wentz was the catalyst that pushed this team over the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he looked amazing week in and week out. He just looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And without him, I just don't think uh, they have a shot at the Super Bowl. I, just, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, if, if they're playing Minnesota right now or the Rams again, maybe, even though Nick Foles did come in there and did enough to win the game, I just don't think they have it in them for the whole game to be able to put those numbers. And it was Chip Kelly that was originally with uh, Nick Foles back in uh, Philadelphia Ooh. when uh, Nick Foles had his crazy year. Because oh, that's the year that Michael Vick okay. went down. and Chip yeah. Kelly, That was Chip Kelly's Vick first year. And okay, well, in, in, yeah, in so, Michael, it's still a, a college yeah, yeah, you're 100%. Type and offense. he went to the Chiefs eventually. Nick Foles yeah, did play under Andy Reid for a second. Under, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I just don't think Nick Foles has enough. I think he could do an admirable job, but Carson Wentz was an MVP uh, candidate. And I thought he was, he, after that game, if he had stayed healthy, he would have been my favorite to MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, 3,296 yards a season, 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions. I mean, uh, it's very disappointing, even as a Redskin fan, to see Carson Wentz go down with an injury like this. Oh, yeah, and injuries the entire season. You know, losing David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, Odell yeah. Beckham Jr., uh, Richard Sherman, J.J. Oh, Watt. You can't, you can't. The, the, so the list of Sean injuries Watson. this year is unbelievable. Deshaun Watson yeah, came yeah. out surprised. He, uh, you know, and then Carson Wentz is just, you know, another... Dalvin Cook. I mean, all these Dalvin rookies, Cook, it's, yeah. it's disappointing. It's, Every it's time really, we see a new rookie come up to the fold... It's it really like, disappointing. Um, I got to ask, though, so who, in your opinion, is now, like, the... The favorite from the NFC. The favorite from the NFC? Yeah. I was thinking about that. And um, I, I want to go the Vikings. Yeah. I really do. Because I've loved the Vikings this whole year. I love what they've done. Mm-hmm. And Casey Keenum has just played so far above what everybody thought he was. Yeah. In the back of my mind, it does scare me a little bit that maybe he could falter down the stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, if I had to pick an all-around best team, I'd probably go Minnesota. Yeah. Or and, the Saints would be close, too. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I would say that the Vikings would be my second favorite. I still think Philadelphia has a complete roster, a great coaching staff, some great weapons at the skill positions. The running back committee, JHI, doubled his carries um, this past week and had another great performance. Wide receivers are doing well, and the defense has also improved, especially in the secondary. I would still take them and their coaching staff as the favorites to make it. 
But if I was to pick a team besides Philadelphia, I would probably I would probably go with the Vikings over the Saints as well. I just I like their defense a whole lot better than I like um, than I like New Orleans. And while New Orleans has you know Alvin Kamara riding right now, um, Michael Thomas has been a number one receiver. I really like the combination of you know Stephon Diggs. Adam Thielen, and more recently Kyle Rudolph as well has found his way in that offense. So I'd probably err towards the Vikings as well. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are still a pretty good team. I just, I, I think I would take the Vikings and the Saints are the only teams that I, I really like above them as Super Bowl contenders right now. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we'll go on to our next subject, which uh, is uh, which NFC team still in the playoff hunt would be the biggest threat if they can make it? So the teams that are, are uh, still competing right now are Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. Arizona's a long shot, and yeah. I don't really think we're going to really talk about them. But uh, all th- uh, five of these teams have different things that could help them. Cowboys are getting Zeke back. Rodgers was just cleared and will start this week. Wilson's an MVP candidate, and Stafford's been clutched in the past. Who do you think is, uh, has, is the biggest threat coming out of these teams? I'll still take the talent of Aaron Rodgers over the field. Um, if he comes back, if he's 100% healthy, this offense completely changes back to what it was before they moved towards a run-heavy offense with Brett Hundley. And and while I'm still, I still am not a fan of the simplicity of the Mike McCarthy offense that he's used with Rodgers. I don't like the the talent they have defensively. Um, you've seen improvements in their secondary with with a draft pick and how Clinton Dix has looked nice. Um, their defense as a total still scares me, but just as like you saw last season, if you put Aaron Rodgers in a in a playoff scenario, he's the most clutch quarterback in the league to me. Um, and and you know with some of the other teams, Seattle, I would take the offensive weapons in total from Green Bay. I think they have better receivers and even a better running game. Um, and I still think their defense is healthier than Seattle. Seattle's defense is weak. Uh, Detroit, I don't like their defense at all. Um, and who's a Cardinals long shot? And who was the other team you said? Dallas. Dallas. Dallas would have to be my second favorite. I mean, getting Zeke back is going to be great. You know, this has been a huge learning experience for um, for Dak Prescott not having Ezekiel Elliott, and that's something that I think he can know when you know it's when he has to make that change to this is his offense that he has to run. So I think they're going to be very dynamic once they get Zeke back. Um, but I'd have to side with the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'd have to go with the Packers too, especially if they run the table and have that momentum and they somehow squeak it in the playoffs. Yeah. Rodgers would want to take care of his opportunities. I mean, the thing is, like you said, the defense, 26 in total defense this year. So Green Bay is certainly not uh, stopping teams that way. I mean, they still have some talent with uh, Mike Daniels, Ha, Clinton Dix, like you said, Clay Matthews. So there's still some playmakers on that defense that maybe can make enough plays to mm-hmm. let Aaron Rodgers win the game because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen, or at least talent-wise in this generation. I uh, he he just controls the game when he gets on the field, especially when he's right. Hopefully he's right from the shoulder injury. He's actually healthy and exactly. can make the plays that we're used to seeing. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's rushing back really, really quickly, and I know he's looked good in practice and everything, but we won't know until he's on the field. But if they are somehow able to sweep and Rodgers looks like Rodgers, I mean, look out. They're, they're just a big competitor of anybody in the field. Yeah. And we thought the Packers were some one of the Super Bowl favorites coming in because um, they were uh, they were they bared hot when uh, Rodgers went down. So I, I like the Packers. And like you said, the Cowboys would probably be my second choice just because with Zeke on the offense, they can just control the ball for so long that 
of the defense um, doesn't have to make as many plays, and they're well-rested when they get back on the field. They just pound the ball. So, like, I, I had a rankings of all of them. I had the Packers being my number one, Cowboys being my number two, Seattle being my number three, Detroit four, Cardinals five, but I just had to rank them because they're still a competitor and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Seattle, they can make a difference in the playoffs, too, and it's purely off of Russell Wilson's greatness. But their defense, you're right, it's not what it used to be. Their run defense is still strong, but that secondary has been leaking, and we've seen it in recent weeks. I mean, Blake Bortles had a pretty good day against them. So uh, I'd have to go with the Packers, but um, the Cowboys are close in second for me. Yeah, and, and touching on the Seahawks, I didn't speak with them much. I, they still have a chance to win their division. They do. And next thing you know, we could be looking at the Rams outside. If, if the Seahawks win this week against the Rams, they have the tie, They have the same record, but have beaten the Rams twice and have the the division basically on lock at that point, depending on how the rest of the season goes. So we could be looking at a situation where it's maybe the Rams that need to get this wild card spot, and the Seahawks already have their division. Um, they're also another. I mean, Russell Wilson is unbelievable this year. Um, I I think that they're not that far away, and if uh, if they beat the Rams, this should be their division. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Packers for a second. I really wanted to say, I mean, Devontae Adams really stepped up without Rodgers coming down. I will say that because uh, Jordy Nelson's disappeared since yeah. Brett Hundley's taken over, and mm-hmm. I think that's more of the Rodgers-Jordy connection. He doesn't have that with Hundley. Uh, so Devontae Adams really had to step up. Also, I'll say Jamal Williams over the past two games. I mean, uh, Aaron Jones went mm-hmm. down. Ty Montgomery's was a starter in the beginning of the year. Then he went down. And Williams just kind of forgot about for a little bit. I and mean, then he's really showed up. He scored a couple touchdowns over the past couple weeks. I mean, he's been doing well in the passing game as well as the run game. Mm-hmm. So um, props to him, too. So that should be more weapons that Rodgers can rely on to ease himself back into the game. So. Exactly, because what that does is it lets the Packers know this these past few weeks that they do have a run offense if they need to rely on it. I mean, yeah. of course, you're going to go Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers every time. But um, with him, with the running game there, they're, they're just a more dynamic team and can cause even more trouble in the postseason. Oh, you're definitely right. I mean... That's some of the theme of this. That's why I think I like uh, Green Bay and uh, the Cowboys more than Seattle because yeah. Seattle has a non-existent run game. There's nothing there besides Russell Wilson scrambling outside of the pocket and making plays himself. Uh, I, so it, the run game can be so important, especially for uh, quarterbacks coming into it. We've seen how Dak has struggled, and Rodgers is above that, but with his injury, we don't know. We want him to ease back in. So mm-hmm. you know, And Detroit, too. Detroit really has no run game. I mean, I know Theo, the, Riddick, yeah. Yeah, Theo Riddick's had a couple good games, but, um, I mean, Amir Abdul has done, hasn't done much. Uh, it's still Stafford over there. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with the Packers with my number one and Cowboys close second. So, mm-hmm. yep. On to our next subject. Uh, this has been a big topic of debate. Uh, can and will Antonio Brown win the MVP this year? He's having a monster season, 1,509 yards receiving already with three games left, 15.2 yards a catch, and 99 receptions, nine touchdowns. I mean, 15.2 yards average for a catch, and he has 99 receptions. I mean, that's a first down. That's more than a first down every time he catches yeah. the ball, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. Blake, uh, can and will Antonio Brown win the MVP? Can he... Yes, will he? No. I, I still think at the end of the day, this is just such a quarterback-heavy driven league that it, it, it will end up being, unfortunately after the Carson Wentz injury, I think it will end up being Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. Um, and I'd probably err more towards Russell Wilson, especially if they can uh, sneak into the postseason just because there's no team there in Seattle. Um, I think what what would you know possibly make another impact on if brown could 
is this week against the Patriots. Um, okay. I think that, you know, he's following up another great performance. If he goes out there and is the main uh, reason for their success against New England and they end up beating the Patriots and cementing themselves as the number one overall seed, then you know what? That's a, that's an even better case. And if he finishes out, you know, with like one of those Calvin Johnson years, you know, getting up towards how many yards is he at right now? He's at fifteen hundred and nine yards. So yeah, if he gets to nineteen hundred, nineteen something by the end of the season in the next three games, then that's even better case for him. I just think that everyone is so driven towards quarterbacks being the most important for every franchise that um, it's going to be tough for him too. But if he gets towards nineteen hundred yards, I could easily, you know, that that's a great case for him. First off, watching Brown this year, it's been awesome. I mean, he's simple amazing. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's going to win the award, I think it should be him when it comes to wide receivers winning the award. That being said, I, I do believe it's Tom Brady's award to lose right now. Uh, Carson Wentz would have taken over his number one spot if he had stayed healthy. I mean, he just set the all-time Philadelphia uh, TD record, too, last week with his mm-hmm. last throw with the torn ACL. So showing guts there. But, I mean, honestly... There, there's no reason um, that Tom Brady shouldn't be able to win this award if he plays the ability that he um, he has the potential to. So, uh, as good a season as Brown is having, and I think he's having a magnificent season, I think it would take him to average close to over 150 yards a game, a couple touchdowns within the last three games, and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson really taking a backseat for Brown to even come close to winning this award. Yeah, and I mean, it's just the fault of the way the league is. Um, quarterbacks are so important to the overall success of the team. I mean, you see that, you know, you look at, uh, I don't want to touch on it now because we'll talk a little later about them, but um, the Indianapolis Colts without Andrew Luck. Um, you look at how the uh, the Packers really struggled to even beat the Browns, yet with Aaron Rodgers, they're always a playoff team. It's so quarterback-focused that it, it really takes one of the most unique seasons from a wide receiver to overtake that award. And so, you know, could he get there? Yes, if he has a great next three games, if he plays in all three games, if they have the number one seed, do you really put him out there week 17? Personally, I'm for resting, especially when you know that your position is locked. So that means, you know, in two games, he's got to have another 200 yards, and one of them is against the Patriots, who have a great defense. Um, so it just seems it seems unlikely to me. Uh, the Patriots having a great defense. That's a little. I know they. I know. Don't, I know. Don't know fall what victim done. of recency. I know. I'm not. I'm not falling victim of recency. I think that's. I, I think that. you are though. I, I'm not. I'm we're not gonna falling, have. I'm we're not gonna have a discussion this. about this with I, Jacksonville I've also. Always, I've always had. I've always had a a thing in the back of my mind where the Patriots. I think they cover up more things than they actually can. And if you do the right system, then they can be defeated. I think a coaching staff is awesome. So I but, so that's the thing. The yeah. talent isn't necessarily always there, but they're still one of the best defenses. They're the number one scoring defense since week three. They, you know, they're shutting down their opponents. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who's on there. They could, they lost Dante Hightower, probably their most valuable player on defense besides Malcolm Butler. Their defense doesn't necessarily have the big names, but week in and week out, they can assure you. I mean, sure, Miami, That that this past week was just a, a weird coincidence with the Patriots, and you get that once in a while. You got that at the beginning of the season. You know, when Carolina went in there and beat them. You know, when uh, Deshaun Watson lit their defense up. This defense is just something that, like, no matter who is back there, they're going to do well. And so I don't re- I don't really think that they can be slept on just because Miami at home has one good game against them. All right. Well, I'll go back to the topic a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I will say, even bringing Antonio Brown into the MVP conversation, it took one, uh, a really good week for him, honestly, because Tom Brady had a pretty bad game in Miami, throwing two interceptions, <laughs> only 286 yards, one TD. Didn't look like himself. Carson Wentz towards ACL, took him out of the MVP 
string contention. And Russell Wilson threw three interceptions against Jacksonville, which is a great defense. I'm not. Go We're going to talk about that later. And I think he had a bad game. Blake disagrees with me apparently. So, so uh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, it would it would take a continuation of Brady and Wilson struggling and Brown having absolutely ridiculous final three weeks for him to win MVP. And I think that would be kind of awesome because I'm kind of tired of quarterbacks winning it every single year. Yeah, honestly. that's a good point. And that's only me. So, mm -hmm. all right. So on to our next subject. So which team with a losing record this year uh, will be the best next season? So we're talking about currently. And in the NFC, that's the Redskins, Buccaneers, Bears, 49ers, and Giants. In the AFC, that's the Raiders, Miami, the Jets, uh, the Bengals, the Texans, and the Broncos, the Colts, and Cleveland. Man. So, yeah, there's a lot of AFC teams with uh, losing records. Yeah. Blake, I'm going to let you go ahead and take this one first. Uh, who's going to be best next year? The, the biggest win improvement, I think, has to come from either, uh, you know, the biggest win improvement that we'll see, not maybe necessarily the, the best, but I think the biggest win change is going to come from Indianapolis. And I know, yeah, yeah, yeah they're I just, my well, favorite I mean, like, team. This, I, he hasn't really talked about the Colts this year in a positive manner, so yeah, there's not I, much this must to be say. really exciting for him, so I'm yeah. going to listen to this. I love talking about this because, I mean, I'd love to know the future. And I guess I, I it has to be the Colts if Andrew Luck is at quarterback. That, that's the big caveat with this. If he's not playing, Colts are also, you know, going to be next year, one of the worst teams. But, you know, this defense is better than the defenses that Andrew Luck had at the beginning of his career. Um, the running game is more improved since the beginning of his career. And I even think, you know, they might have upgraded a little, you know, getting Dante Moncrief recently. Um, Jack Doyle's come alive at the tight end position. Uh, this team is a playoff contender when Andrew Luck is at quarterback. You know, he made it the first three seasons of his career. He was in an AFC championship three seasons ago. Yes, they got blown out by the Patriots. You know, it's their first time playing the Patriots in the postseason. Bill Belichick will tear any team apart the first time in the postseason. Um, Andrew Luck is just one of those generational talents, and if he's healthy and he's on the Colts as the starting quarterback, I think they're a playoff team. And right now they've got three wins. I don't expect them to win another one before the season ends. You know, well, I mean, maybe this week against Denver, I guess. Um, we'll Take see. Yeah, the, that's definitely their biggest chance. But um, honestly, if they'll, I think they'll have the biggest win turnaround when he returns. Um, and if I guess he wasn't going to return, I guess I would make the biggest win change I'd, I'd probably say the Broncos. Oh, oh the Broncos or the oh, Texans? Actually, right. no, no. I, I, if, it's, if, you're gonna go Texans, if it's not the Colts, one, it's the Texans. They'll get Deshaun Watson back. They'll get J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless. You know, plenty of plenty of that. help. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I'd have to say either the Colts or Texans. Colts, if Andrew Luck is playing, Texans, if he is not. Um, before I get into my team, I, I just want to say, you know, I, I think Andrew Luck is a generational talent as well. He's a great quarterback, and he definitely improves the Colts. So much. But it used to be when he he won the division the first three years he was in the NFL, it just took a good quarterback to win that division, honestly. Because, but now the, that that division has improved so much. Uh, the Texans should be good next yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville's obviously pretty good. Uh, even the Titans have a winning record. I'm not going to say. I think the Colts can leapfrog them if they have Andrew Luck. Yeah. But that, that, team, that division has improved so much, so the Colts will probably be more competitive, but I don't think they're the favorites by far to win that division mm -hmm. if Andrew Luck is back. Not like they used to be. Oh, Andrew Luck's back. Oh, they already won. The Colts get six free wins every year. It's not yeah. like that anymore. No, it's It not. really isn't. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about my team for a second, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. As I've talked about for the past couple weeks, Jimmy G is the savior of that franchise. 
He is amazing, and he's already won two games with the 49ers, which doubles their wins before he even started, which isn't impressive because they only had one win before that. But still, I think Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan with a full offseason to work together, I, I, I talk a lot of crap about Kyle Shanahan, but he still is a very talented offensive coordinator. If those two have a whole offseason to work together and they get Pierre Garçon back on that offense, Carlos Hyde is back, I'm excited about where this team can go. They have some uh, building blocks on the defense, Solomon Thomas, I mean, uh, Ruben Foster, uh, Buckner. I, I think that they, they have enough young talent to really uh, build off of this team. And I, I, they stole a lot of draft picks from the Bears in the draft. I think if they continue to draft well, maybe add a few good uh, offseason uh, free agents, this team can compete for the playoffs next year. That being said, they still have Seattle, and they still have the Rams, who are a good young team to compete with. So I don't know how big a jump. I just think this team is going to be look a lot better next year. So what do you think is a realistic win total for them next year? Honestly, I think they can turn it around just as much as uh, Sean McVay turned the Rams around. So you think that they could be around a, you know, a... I think if Jimmy G is still there and they're, they're able to stay healthy, I think they could be around a 10-win team next year. That's, 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 a, that's their ceiling. I'm talking about a ceiling. Yeah. Like 11, 10 wins would be their ceiling next year. The floor could be three, four, four wins again. Exactly. It's a low floor, but I think they're going to be on the upper end of that spectrum. I think that they're re- going to be really good next year. So the same thing you said with the Colts, I'd, I'd have to say about the NFC West. The Rams are the future of this division to me. I mean, their offense is going to be ever-changing, and their defense has also been good. They've got one of the best talents on defense in uh, Aaron Donald at defensive tackle. So that defense, that that team can't be overlooked. And I think, you know, still, even if um, even if they have an entire offseason, I still think the Rams have a more complicated offensive system and a defense that can beat them. So I think, you know, that's two losses right there. Well, well you, like you said, so uh, I know how Seattle and San Francisco used to be the two crowning uh, jewels of that division for a while, and they kind of grew together, and then San Francisco tapered off because of yeah. all the Harbaugh situation and players retiring and everything. Why can't the, the 49ers be that rivalry with the Rams as Seattle slowly drops back into the fold? Because Seattle still has a, one of the most athletic quarterbacks of all time in Russell Wilson. 100%. You know, Russell Wilson, right, that team should should be bad. That team should just plain out and simple be bad, like worse than Arizona in my opinion. The defensive talent isn't there. I like Arizona's defense better than I do Seattle's right now. Um, the reason that the Seahawks are still going to be that team that's up there is because of Russell Wilson. He is still young. He's still got a lot of leg left in him. Um, and, and, you know, they do have a lot of injuries on the defense. I've been I've been harsh on the defense all year. I don't think it's a good defense, but that doesn't mean that they can go out and bring some guys in. I just think that, you know, the, the most complete team in that division next year will still be the Rams, and I still think you can't need to include the Seahawks in the postseason every year because of Russell Wilson. So that just makes it really tough. For that huge win improvement, I do. The 49ers can only get better. They can't get worse from what they were at. Um, and I like it. I like Jimmy Garoppolo too. But taking their two wins against the Bears and against the Texans, oh, I understand. I'm that. not giving much ask. to that. You know, what's what's the rest of their schedule like? Do you have that up there? I, I can pull it up real quick. I have that with me right now, but you can look it up real quick. Yeah. As I talk about, you know, Jimmy G has uh, made Marquise Goodwin look really good recently. You know that? Yeah. That's pretty fun to look at. Uh, he has number one receiver numbers, numbers over the past two weeks. 14 receptions, 205 yards, and first two games with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Goodwin was a reject from the uh, the Bills, uh, and he making, he's making him look good. So I'm, yeah. I'm just super hyped up on Jimmy G's uh, train right now. So, so that's my uh, mindset. So the rest of the season goes... Uh, they for, they play the Titans this week, and that's yeah. something that you know honestly could be a big upset, and they could everyone have this on this Jimmy G train. I mean, people are getting aboard. 
if they beat a, a winning team in Tennessee Titans, then, you know, that's great. But then they finish out the year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think that's uh, going to be the reality check for Jimmy G. They are going to eat him alive. Okay, uh, just, just, just like the concept at this point, right? Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a horrible game against Jacksonville. Actually looks pretty good still. I'm not saying he's going to feast on them. I don't think he's going to feast on them because, because of the talent he has received. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, no, the, the talent isn't there. Yeah. But let's just say he has a, a decent game. No interceptions, one touchdown, 250 yards. What oh, do you he's, think? he's throwing interceptions. You think he's throwing team. interceptions? Russell Wilson threw three. I, okay, Russell Wilson was throwing up balls he shouldn't have been putting up there. Because they don't have it. We'll talk about that. Okay, okay. Right, we're getting we're into, our next, we're getting into, into our next subject, but... But that, I, there's a compl- that's completely putting... different between the Seahawks and the 49ers. The Jaguars, I think, are going to feast on him. Uh, he's in, He hasn't really faced... The Bears are a good defense. Texans are too banged up. Titans are a bad defense, in my opinion. And then the, the Jag- Jaguars' defense is a generational team on the defensive side of the ball. And then they finish it off with the Rams, which is going to be, you know... You know, they had a great game without Jimmy G back... Uh, September 21st, there was that 41-39 uh, loss yeah, on crazy. Thursday Night Football. That was a crazy game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I just, you know, through the rest of the season, you know, this win over the Titans will be big. But um, I see them, you know, losing the last two games of the season for well, sure. I'll tell you this much. If Garoppolo looks really good in the last three games of the season, there's going to be a lot more people on this train. Oh, right? yeah. No, and definitely. San Francisco is going to look a lot better. I mean, it, like theoretically, if they were to win out somehow, like I don't think that's going to happen. But if that was were to happen, San Francisco would be one of the most popular picks next year for yeah. uh, biggest improvement. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, uh, definitely. So, anything else to add on that? Uh, no, no. I, I'm aboard the Jimmy G train. I just think that it. I'm more looking for like two years from now, three mm-hmm. years from now. Yeah. Um, as a as a ten win team, I think this stuff takes a while. And yes, you did see the massive improvement with Sean McVay. Sean McVay, his offense, I'll take over Kyle Shanahan's. They both have great offensive yeah. minds. Um, I also think the positional talent is a little better in, especially on the defensive side of the ball in Los Angeles. I like more than in San Francisco. I mean, the receivers too. I mean, receivers too, nine. as well. Yeah. I mean, Robert Woods and yeah. uh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, are all I mean, exactly. Pretty. I mean, they're yeah. above average receivers. Definitely. And the uh-huh. only. Above every receiver in San Francisco is on the IR, in my opinion. That's Greg Garcon. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, definitely. I did want to mention one thing about the Texans. I mean, I, they were my second choice to improve the most. I mean, that's obvious with all the injuries they've had. And I, this is just a quick side note. Nobody has any answer for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, like, I, I'm just watching every game with this guy. Mm-hmm. How did Brock Osweiler make DeAndre Hopkins have a mediocre season last year? Because it seems like anybody can just throw the guy the ball and he'll – have a great game. Yeah, I mean, he speaks for how bad Osweiler is. That speaks for how bad. I'm basically, I'm just calling out Osweiler. You made one of the most talented receivers in the NFL look mediocre for a little bit. Yeah. And that's unbelievable because Tom Savage is out there throwing him and DeAndre Hopkins getting like two touchdowns, 150 yards a game. So, I don't know how you do it. I just wanted to quick mean, shout out. I mean, TJ Yates, too. TJ Yates, that's what I'm saying. Anybody, anybody, yeah. anybody can find him except, except for you, except Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. So, take that as a note and just retire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to get that out of my system real quick. <laughs> on to our final subject, and this one's going to be a big debate between me and Blake. We've already discussed this before, and we wanted to stop talking because we already, we're already trying to get into it so much. Yeah. So, does Jacksonville's statement win against the Seahawks solidify them as Super Bowl contenders? Now, I'm going to start off with this one. Right. I am. I'm going right. to start no, off with this I've been brewing about this one for a while. Mm. I think this win showed me a lot about the team in this one, I'll be honest. So, first of all, A.J. Bowie and uh, Jalen Ramsey, 
are the best cornerback duo in the NFL. I'm 100% on that board. They both had interceptions in this game. They have a lot of swagger. They just they look great. They, they can play all routes. I mean, Boa, when he uh, baited uh, Russell Wilson in the throne and Jimmy Graham on that one, I mean, he, he played that perfectly. He's, he made a lot of plays, and I, I think that they're just unbelievably talented on the defensive side. Uh, they were able to completely shut down Jimmy Graham. I mean, like, he, he was going off the past couple weeks, and then he just he had zero catches. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a great day running the ball over 100 yards against a very stout Seattle run defense. Blake Bortles even showed up with 268 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And uh, Marquis Lee continues to play well with D.D. Westbrook getting his first touchdown. So there's a lot of positives on the Jacksonville team. So you would think that I'd be a huge supporter of Jacksonville. But I am not. I really am not. And all I needed to see was that th fourth quarter against Seattle. They had a 27-10 lead with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter with one of the best defenses in the NFL. One of the best defenses in the NFL. Not in just the NFL, one of the best defenses in the last two decades. Okay, that's that's okay. Let's say that. One of the best defenses in the last two decades. And the Seattle offense, that struggled all day. On those last two drives, they gave up two 60-yard TDs in two possessions that took three plays and a total of 39 seconds off the clock. That is inexcusable for a team. I'm sorry for any defense. That should never happen. You are in a prevent defense situation trying to make him check down the ball. And it wasn't like they were super long plays or anything. He extended the play a little bit. But these guys are wide open. Nobody around them. Inexcusable. Looked like guys were, weren't running, weren't doing their best. I don't know what was going on. But that looked like a loser team to me when they had those couple of times. I know that they ended up winning the game and things like that. But I, that made me feel so shaky about a team that can blow that lead so quickly and lose in game like that fashion. Russell Wilson had a shot to win the game in the end. And it took a sack from, I think it was Campbell, or somebody got in there and sacked him. I thought Seattle was going to win the game. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes that defense that's this talented let off two 60-yard-plus TDs to an offense that wasn't doing anything the whole day. And it wasn't miraculous plays or anything. It was pure. My, they, just, they just got behind the defense. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So... That right there made me not like uh, Jacksonville as much at all. It, it took them away from me being a top five Super Bowl contender in my mind. I, these are the teams that I would put ahead of them as Super Bowl favorites for me. New England, the Steelers, uh, the Eagles still, the Rams, and Minnesota. I would all put them above Jacksonville as my Super Bowl contender list. I think that Jacksonville is going to be in the playoffs, and maybe they'll do all right. But a loss like this, they can't have these moments against a better team like New England or Minnesota, they can't have these moments or they'll eat them alive and Jacksonville won't even be close to coming back because if they get behind, I know Blake Bortles has played good recently, I don't think they're coming back because they rely too much on that ground game, which Fournette looked great in that game. I'm going to say that he averaged over four yards a carry. I think this is only maybe the second or third time this year that Seattle's let up a 100-yard runner. So props to Fournette, but I just don't see Jacksonville winning the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. So I, from the second I started working this podcast, I have said that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the team of the AFC that are, is most likely to upset New England Patriots. Um, I don't like the way that Pittsburgh matches up with the Patriots. Um, I think that the Patriots secondary um, will disguise Big Ben and those receivers up enough, and I think that they do a good job um, – limiting the amount that le impact Le'Veon Bell can have on that. That just comes down to coaching. But the one thing that Jacksonville can do that Pittsburgh just simply cannot is get to the quarterbacks. They have 47 sacks on the season. They have th Their defensive talent is unbelievable just up front. I'm just talking in the front seven. 
They will put pain on Tom Brady. What was the thing that you saw this this week when Miami beat New England? Cameron Wake was all that's always over that's always Tom Brady. That's the that, pressure on him, and, and it's really hard to do. And there's not a better team that can do that in the NFL, honestly, in the entire NFL to me than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calais Campbell, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Um, and then uh, and then you know I'm gonna get into the secondary. So yeah, like you said, AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, they're the the, the best cornerback duo in the league. Um, I'm a huge fan. I think Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league. And then A.J. Bouye, I'd probably say three or four um, behind, like, you know, guys like Xavier Rhodes, uh, people like that. They're still, they still have to be, I, I, I don't think that, to be a Super Bowl favorite in the AFC, that means you have to beat the Patriots. Super Bowl favorite in the AFC means, like, you have to beat New England. Like, that's all you have to do to be a Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC at this point. You know, I think that they, they beat um, Pittsburgh. Uh, did they? They played yeah, they, earlier this year. They, they beat, beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They but beat Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh wasn't rolling at the time, but still. Ben had the worst game of his possible career but, against them. But and why it, are we saying that? I know you're saying that. I think so, that it was also a combination. He was not playing well at all before yeah, that game anyway. Of course. He's been on a roll lately. I'd like to see a round two between but then, the two teams. But then you also, you were knocking uh, Russell Wilson, saying that you don't think he's a, did you say that, you don't believe he's necessarily in the MVP competition because he had a bad game? I will say, when Russell, he made some very uncharacteristic throws in that game. He did the one interception to Jimmy Graham. I don't really blame him that much. That was a good bait. The throws where he was just throwing the ball up there to Doug Baldwin, I'm like, and they, they weren't close to Doug. It was just him throwing bad throws. What does he have to, what, what more can he do when he's got four guys breathing down his neck? I don't know, man. Don't throw, it up, don't throw play. a bad throw to Doug Baldwin to give him a shot, maybe. Every single play. I'd rather give my receiver a shot. Any well, Russell does that every week. We saw him do it every week. But this is a generational open. talent in the defense. Like, that's why Russell Wilson looks so bad, is that this defense is unlike any that, you know, they'll probably face the rest of the year. But then why they gave up 260 yards in 39 seconds? They gave up two touchdowns in 39 seconds. A horrible defense doesn't do that. A horrible defense doesn't. No, a horrible deep. Uh, it's so easy to pick apart bad defenses, especially in the fourth quarter game. Especially when you have a talent like Russell Wilson, he can extend plays. He can make throws. Like you said, it wasn't like he was, you know, spending 10, 11 seconds back there, but he was extending the play and making the throws necessary. Not all quarterbacks can do what he can do. He's the most athletic quarterback in the game. So that's why I take away those two touchdowns in what the 39 seconds. 39 that he said. seconds, three plays. I take that to the greatness of Russell Wilson, but the rest of the game, I take that to the unbelievable talent in Jacksonville's defense. I, I really think that, like like you said, I you know super to win the Super Bowl. You know, I, I like Philadelphia, New England, Minnesota, the Saints, the Rams. I like their odds more than I do the Jaguars. But to get to the Super Bowl. I think that, you know, with how tough it is in the NFC, Jacksonville's got one of the easiest paths. You just have to, in my opinion, you just have to beat New England, and I think that's something they're more than capable of doing. Will they? No. <laughs> no. At the end of the day, no. They won't be. They have the best chance to upset New you England. You think they have the best chance? All right, the thing is, in my opinion, and this is what makes the, the New England defense good because of what you said, they take away what you do best. That's what the, that's what Belichick, in the playoffs, in a scenario where it's must-win, they will take away whatever you think you're best at. That's what they try to do at least. Mm -hmm. Which, for Jacksonville on the offense, it'll be the run game. They're going to try to take away Fournette and make Blake Bortles beat him, which everybody would want to do, even though Bortles has played better. I'm going to give Bortles. We've talked a lot well, of crap about Bortles. He's played a lot better recently. My thing with Bortles, it's so easy to play quarterback when they're putting you know, nine, ten players in the, in the box, box to stop the run game. No, I 100%. He has, he has exceeded 
expectations, expectations that this entire season, but I also put that a lot in credit of defenses are like, Blake Bortles is one of the worst quarterbacks in the let, league. Let him beat us Let's, rather yeah. than Leonard Fournette. Exactly. He's a very good talent beat us. I understand that. So New England's going to try to take away the run. Oh, they'll disguise the hell out of that On offense. On the offensive side, they know that Brady is going to get pressure. They know this, and they know they're facing a good secondary. So there's going to be a lot of quick tough. throws. They're going to be, I mean, obviously they can do a lot of quick throws. They don't always work, but when it comes down to the playoffs, yeah. you know Belichick has plenty of plays in the back of his oh, mind exactly. that are going to work against them. So if we see like Brady complete his first 13, 14 passes against this defense, they're going to have to play off him a little bit, yeah. and it's going to open up more things. So I don't know. This defense could be a completely generational talent, maybe the best defense in the past two decades, like you said. But to do that, they have they have to limit the Patriots, like you said. Mm-hmm. They, if they show up against the Patriots somehow beat them in the playoffs, then I'll eat my words. You, and, I will eat my words. I'm not saying that they're going to. I, say, I, I think they have the best chance to. I think with Philadelphia out of the way now, it's clear to me that the Patriots are going to be Super Bowl champions. Yeah, they had an ugly loss in Miami. I'm not really giving that much. I think the New England, the New England Patriots just—they have to be the Super Bowl champions. That, that coaching staff is years above everyone else. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, and they always make it work with whoever's on the roster. You know, they just brought in Kenny Britt. He's probably going to explode through the playoffs. They do that all the time. Probably Philip Dorsett will have a big oh, game in the playoffs. God. They, they just do stuff like that where you take someone, they put trust in players that the other teams think, oh, they will never use him. So, I guess if if there's a team that I think has the best chance to I still would take Jacksonville's defensive talent. Um, the only team that I think maybe in the entire NFL is the Vikings. Oh, in my you're opinion, miss, you're missing the Who team. Who am I missing? In my I I honestly think I honestly I don't think that they're probably not going to win. But if the Steelers could ever no. just win, they, I know you're shaking your head and everything. I know the defense doesn't play as great, but Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell are playing magnificently right now. And like we said, they take away what you do best. You can't take away both of them. Then Roethlisberger's been on a huge hot streak. Their tight ends are good. Martavis Bryant is barely getting used, and at any point, he can explode. He can't. And so they have so much talent on that offensive side of the ball. Shazier's injury is huge. It really is. And I thought with Shazier, the Steelers had it, like, I thought it was 50-50. It was toss-up. Mm-hmm. Now, I think New England maybe 60-40 now, but I think the Steelers can upset them. They've played them enough. I think if Ben Ben, if he wanted to retire, maybe this is the year. He goes out yeah. and beats the Patriots, wins the Super Bowl, perfect year. You're done. That's it. But I don't think Jacksonville is the biggest player. I think the Steelers have a better shot. My only thing to that is that that's not the way you beat the Patriots. You saw Never that has. in the past Super Bowl. It's not an off, It's not the offense. They don't care about the offense. It's what your defense can do to stop the Patriots' offense. To win. You said that the way to win is the pass rush. The Steelers have more sacks than they've had in the past couple years already. Yeah. No, it's improved. It's, it's an improved, improved pass rush. Watt, but James losing, Harrison has James a Harrison, high. Yeah, but James, no, this season? Yeah, James Harrison's a, been inactive for half the games this year. I know, it's crazy though, but he still has a career high in sacks. He's, he's, he's mad about how much playing time he's getting. Oh, I understand. Maybe they release him in the playoffs. Because Let me look that up because I did see something about that in an article, uh, I think, this morning. Let me see that. James Harrison... Total sacks this year. He has one. He has one. Yeah, I was completely off. I thought it. Yeah, yeah. They, oh. they, he's like really upset with his playtime. Who had a career? I saw somebody had a career high in sacks. Yeah, Maybe he's, he's got Harris. three tackles and one sack. Like he's he's been really frustrated. Well, with that his was playing completely time. wrong stat. I would like to say uh, mm. that's my bad. I'm glad I looked it up before I completely yeah. went on about it. Yeah, I mean the, the pass rush has improved, but it from going really bad to to average. Um, I don't really put much into that. But if you got a team that can get ten sacks in a game, 
you know, like Jacksonville has done, I, I want to say you might maybe even twice this year. They, they have 47 sacks on the year. Like, that is unbelievable. They have so many talented uh, people on that front seven. Cameron Hayward was the one I was trying to Cameron say. Cameron Hayward. Okay. Cameron Hayward has nine sacks gotcha. this season. That's what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay, still, I think I think the Steelers have improved on defense enough to compete with the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, now warned well, my word, they go out there and put up 50 against the Steelers, and the Steelers put up 20 or something, but I just think, I, I just want to see Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell just light up the, the Patriots one time. Yeah, I just want to see but it. But think, think about who's beaten the Patriots in the AFC playoffs before. It is the Ravens. the Ravens with their unbelievable defense. It's the Broncos with their godly defense and a measly Peyton Manning on offense. You know, that's the way to beat them. Even the Texans gave them a tough time with Jadavian Clowney breathing down Tom Brady's neck last year. Um, so, you know, I really don't I, – I, offense isn't the way to beat them. Atlanta's offense was soaring high, put up numbers on Green Bay, put up numbers all year, historic numbers. But you can never count out the Patriots because they always stop offenses. Yes, Atlanta got up 28-3, to but did they score the rest of the way? They should have. They, they should have, yeah, exactly. I'll be honest, that one was more of an Atlanta screw But But I don't, I don't think the way to beat New England is offenses anymore. And yes, they have one of the best combinations in Le'Veon Bell, you know, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger. That's a great Holy offense, cow. but I don't think that's what it takes to beat New England, so I have to say that I like the Jags' odds better. Now, another thing. If if Pittsburgh comes out this week and beats New England, that doesn't change anything no, it, it in doesn't change. This game means nothing to me. It, it means, means nothing, nothing to Bill Belichick, and it that's means, exactly what everyone knows. Is that this I think game, it means something to Tomlin because he's obviously talking about it, exactly. but you know you're going to see a completely different Steelers oh, or a Patriots game. This, this would be the perfect weeks. thing Belichick would do. Belichick would go out there Lose the game to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's on their high horse, number one seed. They go into the playoffs. Patriots come in and destroy, and destroy them. them. That's just something that the, the Patriots are just great at. They'll, they don't care about regular season wins. They care about getting in the postseason and doing what they didn't I do. I will say, the they do care season. a little about that number one seed. They do care about yeah, that. Yeah, home field advantage is nice, but, that. you know, and that's something that you try to get. But if they lose, is it the biggest game changer in the postseason? Not one bit What's, to me. I mean, I just they want that first round bye still. I will yeah. guarantee you. Oh, no, they they'll still, they'll still get the first round bye. They'll still get, you know, the two seed at worst. But, you know, if they lose to Pittsburgh this week, it doesn't change much at all for me. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I, the Patriots, obviously, we got to talk about them every week. They're just... Yeah, they're, they're always the team. There. They're always the team to beat. Yeah, and I just I, I want to see the Steelers finally go. I just I think they have too much offensive talent. I think that if any team offensively will beat the Patriots, it'll be Steelers, and that's just they've they've seen them so much over the years. You know, it would just be something cool to see, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that wraps it up for our subjects this week. We'll go into the game picks, and neither Blake Blake or I uh, had a great week this week in uh, game picks. We both went two and three, so uh, our season totals now stand at me with 19 and 16, and Blake still in the lead with 21 to 14. But there's a couple weeks left; I can still make that two game ground. Mm-hmm. So go to the first game this week, and it will start with our trash game of the week: Broncos versus the Colts. Who do you got in this one, Blake? Who's playing at home? Is it the Broncos at the Colts? No, it's the yeah, it's the Broncos at the Colts. Oh, this is so tough because. You know, Broncos just came off a really nice win against the Jets last week, but also the Jets always confuse you with how talented they think they are or how talented you think they are. They always just come out and do the, they do the opposite of what you think that they're going to do. Um, oh, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, I think this is one of the teams that they can beat. 
the Colts defense is much more improved than they're letting it show. I mean, teams have put up big numbers on them. Um, Jacksonville did also. You know, a lot of those was the defense doing well. Um, Blake Bortles played well in that game too. But the Broncos' offense scares me. I don't think they'll be able to put up enough points. And I think, you know, coming off that overtime loss, short week, it's going to be tough for them to bounce back to that. But um, thankfully, they're not really going up against an amazing team in Denver. So I'm going to stick with the Colts. Well, first off, they had a Colts Bills game. What do you think about that? Did you watch that game? That was I mean, fun. Yeah. That was. I would love to be there. Honestly, that would have been one of the most fun games to be in. So cool. Yeah. Can, can we just talk about Adam Vinatieri? I mean, that was amazing. They for, to kick the extra point to send it into overtime. He knows that the wind is blowing like crazy, so he kicks the thing ten yards outside of the of the uh, uprights. All the Bills players are celebrating, but Vinatieri is the only one there that knows that that thing is about to curve right back in and send it into overtime, and it did. You know, he's 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 he just my only, favorite. If he could have only made another kick. If, yeah, he did miss the one in overtime. But, I mean, I can't know. lie. Those conditions, oh, those were, conditions were terrible. I, I, I just wish I was there. That would have been so cool to see. Players are slipping everywhere. Yeah. It makes no sense. I, it's, it's, it was fun to see. But I'm going to go back to the game. I think the Broncos got this one. I think their defense is still uh, talented. They've been lit up too many times this year. I think that you got to make a statement down the stretch that they're still one of the top defenses. There's so much talent there, Von Miller, Khalid, Chris Harris Jr. Hmm. I, I'm yep. going to go with uh, the Broncos in this one, but I think it'll be a close game. On to the next game. Chargers versus the Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers have been one of the hottest teams in the NFL uh, recently, and the Chiefs finally got a win against Oakland to keep on to the division lead. This game will determine who's uh, ahead in the AFC West. So who do you got, Blake? Yeah, the Chargers are, the Chargers are hot, you know, offensively and defensively. Keenan Allen has been on a tear. Phil Rivers has done a tremendous job finding him over the last few weeks. And then I'd still take the defense. I, You know, that defense is, you know, going to be challenging. Uh, Denver, by next season, is the best defense in that division, honestly, in my opinion. You know, Ingram and Bosa, an amazing combination. Secondary is nice. Um, I think, you know, it would be the most Charger thing for them to ride all this and then just to lose the division to Kansas City in this game. And Kansas City did look good against Oakland, but again, Oakland's defense is pretty bad. Um, did we both pick Oakland? We both got the Chiefs. You picked the Chiefs. That was one that you got. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know why I picked Oakland. Their defense is bad. I guess I was just saying, you know, the Chiefs' defense might have been worse at that point, but um, that doesn't make the Raiders' offense better than the Chiefs'. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I think it will be a close game division game. It'll be tough. Um I think that the defense for L.A. is enough to put pressure on Alex Smith in that offense. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. The Chiefs just haven't looked like a great team. I mean, they just they, they beat the the Raiders, and um, they look decent in doing it, but there's been a lot of teams. I mean, you just saw the Chargers absolutely destroy the Redskins this week, and uh, we absolutely destroyed Oakland in the first couple weeks. So, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to go with the Chargers right now. Keaton Allen's been playing too well with uh, Phillip Rivers. Um, uh, I also forgot to say in the MVP conversation that Tom Brady continued to struggle and Phillip Rivers had a great finish to the season. He could probably be in the MVP talk with uh, the numbers he's putting up recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. And uh, I, I believe they should handle this one pretty well, but that never goes the way it does. So watch the Chiefs win by 40. But I'm yep. going to stick with the Chargers. On to the next game, uh, the Packers versus the Panthers. This game got a whole lot more interesting with uh, Aaron Rodgers coming back. We don't know how he's going to play, but uh, the Panthers just coming off a huge win against Minnesota. Uh, who do you got in this one, Blake? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers, and it's not more so that, you know, I mean, a lot of it is Aaron Rodgers is back, and this team is, you know, ready to try and run the table yet again. 
Um, but it's more towards Carolina's win last week, and I really don't think that it was them winning the game. I think it was Minnesota losing that game. You know, Cam Newton had that one great 60- or 70-yard run in that game. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of bad calls in that, some unintentional pass interferences that went against um, went against Minnesota's uh, way, dropped touchdowns. There's like a 30-yard seam route that Kyle Rudolph dropped that he would have been wide open to the end zone. Adam Thielen dropped a touchdown. So I don't really think Carolina won that game. I think Minnesota lost it. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of the Packers' defense, but if you're giving me Aaron Rodgers back, you know, there are a few teams I'd pick uh, against him. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I'll be honest. If you played 100 games between the Panthers and Minnesota right now, I think Jonathan Stewart would have three touchdowns and 100 yards and only this one. Yeah. I don't ever see – that's – that's not a formula you want to see Carolina winning a ball game. No. Jonathan Stewart won the game for you. Great. I I think the Panthers. I just I said this week after week. Yeah, I you're not Panthers high are, on them. They are so overrated. I think they are overrated as a team. They're decent. Don't get me wrong. They're yeah. not like more overrated than the Titans. I mean, especially not like some of the team like that. But I think they're not that great a team, and I think it's going to show up in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Packers with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would come back unless he feels that he can make an impact because, I mean, the Packers don't even control their own destiny, and they have to win out. So mm-hmm. Rodgers knows what he's doing. I'm going to go with the Packers win. Yeah. On to the next game, uh, the Rams versus Seahawks, another huge game. Um, this is going to determine who wins the division probably. So uh, who you got in this one, Blake? So, yeah, they, there were any NFL suspensions announced for the Seahawks end of the game, right? None. None? None. All right, then I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. Are they playing in LA? They are playing. I think they're playing in LA. I'm not 100 Rams. Versus Honestly, Seahawks. you know, playing in LA doesn't even matter at this point. I mean, you saw it. Did you watch the? I mean, Rams at Eagles. Seattle. It's at Seattle. Even better. I mean, you know, I, I'm gonna take the the Seahawks. They're coming off a really tough loss, and they are probably hurting after that game. I mean, everyone was just going through it. It was a physical battle till the end, and Jacksonville, you know, whooped them for most of the game. Um, I don't know on the Rams who is, who's the guy in the secondary to, to make those plays, um, you know, those interceptions from Russell Wilson. And I like Aaron Donald, but, you know, they don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of their pass rushers and keeping Wilson contained in the pocket. And um, the more time he has to improvise, the, the better chance he has to complete a pass, get a touchdown, run for 10 yards. Um, I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, I just, you know, the, the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, and it's not a great defense in L.A., so I'm going to go with the Seahawks winning at home. I think there's no doubt that uh, the Rams are the better team overall. There's no doubt for Brian that – Overall, the Rams are the better team. Russell Wilson's still in Seattle, so that always gives them a shot. But I truly hope and think this is the game that the Rams finally take the torch in Seattle and take that division and uh, remain the favorites. And I think they're going to be the favorites for years to come. And that being said, Russell Wilson could win this game purely based off what you said. The pass rushers can't get to him. He makes plays, and he clings on to Seattle being the crown uh, the NFC uh, West crown for a little bit longer. Yeah. But I think the Rams overall as a team, they should be able to beat Seattle, and this is a really big statement game for them. If they beat the Seahawks at, uh, at Seattle, then maybe they can make a Super Bowl run. But if they don't win this game, I think they're going to struggle, and hopefully they still make the playoffs, but I think they they won't be able to make a, a Super Bowl run without beating Seattle. Yeah, my one my one concern with, with the Rams is – and especially in this game against the Seahawks, is I don't think that Jared Goff 
is a quarterback that is a game-changing, you know, put the, put the game on the line, two minutes left, and he's got to make some unbelievably athletic and smart plays that he can win you the game. I think he's. I think this offense is built to be a team that you get up 28 early, and then you try not and lose it. And I think you know against Seattle, like you almost saw, they almost came up against the Jags again. You know, and so even if you know LA gets up early, the Seahawks are more than capable of coming back and winning that. So you know, I just really think that um, Goff isn't really the the supreme talent that can be a game changer when going up against great quarterbacks like Russell uh, Wilson. Well, he's still a young quarterback, so he doesn't yeah. have time to no, he does. even better. So we don't know yet. But, I, um, I, I guess I'm more towards athletic tools. I don't yeah. know if his athleticism can improve. You know, he's pretty slow, doesn't do great out of the pocket, um, not a, an unbelievable arm by any means. And so, you know, I think that that comes into a lot with clutch play at the quarterback position. You know, Wilson, Rodgers, they all have the ability to extend plays, make some tough throws on the run. I will say something in that regard. I mean, that was a problem that a lot of people saw with uh, Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. Mm -hmm. I've watched it. And over the weeks, he's improved in that so much this year. And it's been very noticeable. He gets Mm -hmm. outside the pocket. He's looking down the field this time, not just looking to run. Yeah. Things like that. And he's extending plays. And so it just shows that quarterbacks can improve in that regard. Yeah. And maybe it isn't this year. But I think golf will get better at that as time goes down. And yeah. I just think that uh, there's too much offensive talent for the Rams right now. And I think that they will be able to hold a lead with that defense still being pretty good. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. And for our final game of the week, a uh, lot of talk about this one. The Patriots versus the Steelers. Um, a lot of hype, maybe over nothing. What do you think, uh, Blake? Um, you know, I still think it's the Patriots. I, I think that they're the, by far the better team. Um. It will be interesting to see how the big three of Ben, Bell, and Brown really take their momentum they're riding against New England. Um, but defensively, I don't really see them being able to make an impact against New England's offense. You know, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, James White, they've been getting things going on the ground and in the passing game a lot more the past few weeks. Uh, they have Chris Hogan back. They just signed Kenny Britt. Who knows what impact he'll have in the future? Um, you know, Will it be a close game? Probably they're playing in Pittsburgh, I want to say. I know I keep asking these questions. I don't know. I putting the, putting the pressure on you. I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure they're playing at Heinz Field. Um, I got it. Okay. Yeah, they're at the Steelers. Yeah. So, you know, playing in Heinz Field, that's, that's definitely uh, tougher for New England than, you know, playing in Foxborough. But I, I'll take the coaching staff of, of New England against – any team in the NFL, honestly. <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. And it, it, it's purely based on the fact that they lost to Miami last week, in my opinion. I, I, I might, I might have picked Pittsburgh if uh, the Patriots had dominated Miami, but they just took that that loss that makes them look ugly. And like someone said in an announcement, that loss means absolutely nothing if they beat the Steelers this yeah. week. And that just means, in my mind, that they're going to beat the Steelers. Because if the Patriots lose a meaningless game, they're going to come back and win the meaningful game next week. Because that's just how life works in yeah. the NFL. So, I'm going to reluctantly pick the Patriots, but I'm rooting full-heartedly for the Steelers yeah. in this game. Sorry, that's a personal opinion. <laughs> I just don't like seeing the Patriots win all the time. And, uh, yep, I think that concludes our game picks for this week, bro. All right, great. All right. Well, I think that does it for our show today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys.